Hi, my name is Trudy Rosquay and I am the founder of Vitality 40+. I am not only a master personal trainer specialising in women's and children's physical health, but also a menopause ambassador who is passionate about spreading the word and breaking all those mystical taboos over the M word. I have created a series of podcasts with a variety of guests, not only on women's health issues, but subjects that relate to men's health and well-being also, unlocking all the answers to questions that you may have wanted to ask, but unsure as to where to get the information. Hi and welcome to another edition of uh, Vitality 40 Plus podcasts. Now today I have a lady um, called Tina Hess who has started off as a holistic therapist and qualified in 2003, so many years ago, don't want to make us feel old here Tina, uh, working with the mental and uh, mental health of our children. Now um, I don't know how long, how long has it been since you, you are now the Children and Young People's Service Manager for Mind Jersey? How long have you been doing that? Um, since, well, since January last year. So I've been there about 18 months. Okay, right. Well, first of all, welcome, Tina. Thank you very much for that and very brief introduction. Um, and now there is so much that Tina and I would like to talk about. And we are going to do some short, sharp pods on this. Um, and hopefully we will be getting Tina back to do a continuation series, because what I would like to focus on is um, the mental health of our children. But of course, that sort of stems into the family. Um, so first of all, Tina, welcome. And perhaps um, you'd like to just tell me a little bit about all your qualifications about um, about what you're doing. OK, so um, I have a diploma in childcare and education. I have got a diploma in educational therapeutics which was around looking at supporting children's emotional literacy and mental health and well-being really looking at helping improve things like resilience and self-awareness self-regulation teaching children how to self-soothe and, and regulate emotions and things like that um, I've had many I've got many many different qualifications I'm a safeguards and trainer and lead I've I've got a master's degree in positive and coaching psychology, where I created a kindfulness program to reduce bullying for young people in schools. I'm a qualified integrative sand play therapist and creative supervisor for that. I also am a mindfulness teacher and a self-love coach. Um, I've got many qualifications. I'm uh, also like an adult lecturer, so I've lectured at the college as a childcare lecturer which is amazing as well so I've had a really varied and wonderful career yeah, I mean it's amazing isn't it and I should also like to add that you have uh, four children yeah four children four boys four boys four boys and grandchild now yeah 
Um, all male as well. Yeah, all wonderful. <laughs> very, very blessed. Unbelievable. Um, so, uh, you know, I love it because you are, you know, I want to break the perception here. We always talk about breaking the bias and, and what we do. And you are, you know, I know some people may know you, some people may not know you. You're a very colourful character. Um, I love it. And I there you are with all this stream of qualifications. And you're at the moment in a very pressurised job. Um, because we really want to talk about our mental health of our, perhaps our teenagers at the moment, because there seemingly is a huge issue, for want of a better word, challenge maybe to parents about how to communicate with children, how we can ensure that their mental health is, is perhaps um, even on a, on, a, on a normal level. Um, I have a, a mum of two boys as well. So uh, between us, we like to think, we like to think that we're out there, but you know, now where do we start? Where do we start, Tina? You've got to help me on this one because this is out of my comfort zone and remit. But how do you feel that as parents and at what age should we be worrying about our children? Well, I think it's about, I don't even know if it's about worrying. I think it's about awareness of, of how do we prioritise that self-care and how do we begin to look at our mental health the same way we look at our physical health so that it becomes a norm that we're not just going eat your five a day, drink water, sleep well. You know, it's actually how do we help everyone to prioritise mental health in the same way that we prioritise physical health um, so that we're looking at us as a human being, as a holistic being, rather than just this, we're just worrying about the body when we know that's not who we are you know as human beings we're quite complex aren't we and our mind things, you know our our soul of that little spark inside of us is all part of who we are and you know there's so many different challenges out in the world today it's not an easy world is it no and I think you know when we look at how we were brought up as as children um and, and you know we talk about them my mum talks about it and then I get like sucked in like I feel the same way um, but, you know, when we're talking about our teenagers and you're right, you know, we very much making sure that they're not, they try and get them moving and outside. And obviously that's my area and we try to get them going. But I suppose the worry that um, we have is the real mental uh, side on, on, on electronics. So let's just talk about, you know, phones, social media and the web. And this could go on for the rest of our podcast. <laughs> I tell you, I mean, for me, the web is it's a double-edged sword, isn't it? It's a double-edged sword because whether we like it or not, it's here. It's here to stay. Yeah. Um, and actually can be really quite useful. You know, I mean, there's, there's so many uses. I mean, particularly after COVID. I mean, if we hadn't have had the web, the connections that we've managed to maintain through things like, I don't know, Zoom, for instance. Yes, absolutely. You know, being able to access therapists when actually everyone's in lockdown, things like that have been really, really useful. You know, looking at, you know, groups where you have got people who have got like-minded, you know, things that you like to do and groups and things can be really, really useful. However, it's about maintaining a healthy balance with it, recognizing that actually connecting on the computer isn't quite the same as connecting face-to-face. Um, but also that's a challenge for people because for some people just staying inside actually has been quite a safe place for them. So, you know, there's, there's many different 
things to think about when we're looking at media and social media and how we're using the media and looking at, you know, the way that we express ourselves and communicate on social media, what we take on board. Now, there is some really not nice apps. There's some not nice forums that people can go on. You know, there's there's forums where I'm going to post a question and ask you what you think of my body or the way I look or, you know, and all of a sudden people are getting slated which is really an unhealthy and an unhelpful way of being. And people seem to have a free range to feel like they can say whatever they want. And so for me, there's a real drive around how do we come back to, as human beings, this peaceful, kind, loving, how can we compliment people rather than using social media in the ways that it's been used to slate people, to upset people to think that I can have an opinion on you over social media you know we've got many keyboard warriors but actually how can we articulate ourselves in ways that you know is conducive to better well-being because I think if we can use social media well if we can use the internet well then actually it can be a really useful tool and you know and it's around how do we use it well and I you know Dean I, I totally agree with you and as adults I, I really struggle with the term bullying. Now, you know, um, let's just say bullying for adults. Okay, we're gonna park that because I'm absolutely going back to that um, about bullying in the workplace, but that is another topic. So focusing on our children, the issue is every one of our children is so integrated into affirmations and confirmations by our friends, by our friend group. Um, you, you just shared a, a, a fleeting memory of myself being uh, bullied at Girls College back in 1980, 1980 um, when I was called, you know, a, a, a pizza-faced, pizza-faced ski jump because I had a little upturned nose and I had really bad acne. Now those Always, oh, I'm goggle-eyed as well because I wore glasses. And, and of course, in those days, glasses weren't actually quite trendy. Now everybody's sort of, that's trendy. But um, and wasn't sort of taken out. Those visions stay with you. You know, you, you know those words, they, you know, that's a few years on now. So let's go back to the power of, of what is happening within our teenage friendship groups. And I put friendship groups in, in kind of inverted commas here. You know, we can't... We can't, I hate using the word can't, but you know, we seemingly as parents have very difficulty, uh, great difficulty in um, controlling our children's viewing time, um, especially as they get to a certain age. Uh, you know, yes, I know there's safeguarding protection on those phones, but I don't know what my son watches all the time. I don't know what groups he's in. You know, the phone has seemed to be the mystery, the, the, like, like I used to write a diary. You know, the same kind of hidden part of you. So how are we expected to monitor? How can we look out for things? I mean, what questions do we ask? I think it's firstly, it's about having a good, open relationship with your children so that actually they can come to you with anything without a judgment. You know, actually, if whatever is going on for you is going on for you, right, I'm here. I can support you. I'm not going to judge you. I'm, you know, of course, there's some, some guidance I'm going to try and support you with. 
but actually if every time you come to me with anything and and sometimes it's the little things and I'm going to tell you off then actually when it's the really big things I'm not coming to you because you know why would I come to you when actually I'm really struggling if you just moan at me about the littlest things now for me I think you know relationships are, are key you know actually come talk to me about anything you know it doesn't mean I won't be shocked it doesn't mean that I'm you know I'm not gonna but actually I want you to be able to come and talk to me I want you to know that I'm there I will, I will support you through anything and we will get through it together knowing that there's hope through the end of it and also just trying to help young people to feel that they can own being themselves but actually, we know through identity theory, there's, you know, there's so much psychology around groups. And But actually, how can I learn to love myself? You know, how can I learn to be proud that I am me, just as beautiful as I am? I've been created in whatever, I, you know, I am who I am. And how can I begin to just recognise that I'm an amazing being, yet still be able to fit in? But can our children have the emotional intelligence to be able to see that or is that just That's affirmations from us as parents it's a work in, i think it's a work in progress because i i think actually there's an internal voice that is part of this you know you can sit there and tell your child that they're amazing till you're blue in the face but if they don't feel it you know, so that's around working with, with the inner dialogue that's going on and how do we do that? And I'll be honest, that's a lifelong piece of work. You know, it's a lifelong piece of work. So if we can embed ways of recognising thoughts that are helpful to us or not so helpful, you know, and what do we do with those helpful thoughts? What do we do around some of the, the thinking traps that every human being has and how do we recognize them and how can we create a toolkit of supportive ways for emotional coping can we give our children a toolkit just like we give them to read and write and all of those things can we give them an emotional coping toolkit that actually they will then be able to use to manage when feelings become overwhelming because feelings are overwhelming you know and can we put a support network around them for that when they are feeling or they are struggling so I think you know there's huge shifts that are coming there's huge shifts that are happening and I think everyone has a part to play I mean that's a lovely way of, of putting it and I know we're on a very short time for this podcast but we are coming back to this because I know there is so much I want to ask you and and um you know I can say that in you know we're in 2022 we, we've had uh, unfortunately, two suicides, well, that we are aware of in the public, um, of young teenagers. Um, there have been allegations of bullying. There have been allegations of, of people going into the dark web um, and finding out things which I am horrified about. Um, you know, obviously, in you are frontline <laughs> um, and helping teenagers um, to try to deal with this. Um, just as a sort of final note on this particular podcast, if a parent is seemingly worried about their teenager, um, where can they get help from? Now, I know we're talking Jersey, but, you know, where can parents get help from initially? Okay, so, you know, if you're really concerned, school is the first point of call, I would say, anywhere, because they've got systems wherever you are in the world, you know, that the schools have got key 
people who they can signpost onto as well as, you know, whether it's a safeguarding lead, whether it's a pastoral person, whether that's therapists, when you're looking at things like, you know, there are various charities. So, you know, people can go to a charity that's near them. Um, you know, we've got Mind in Jersey, but there's Mind across the whole of the UK and there will be various different mental health charities across the world. So finding one that's close to you or there's many, many different, you know, with free numbers that you can just call. Um, you know, there will be local safeguarding hubs, family support safeguarding, your local mental health government services. So we've got CAMS in, in Jersey, in the UK. And I think, you know, you could even, you know, there are private people as well. There's always the Samaritans, you know, to just, you know, just reach out. Youth services, youth services are great. Anywhere that a, your child is that they feel comfortable with, you know, and sometimes it's not always easy for young people to go, actually, I need a bit of help. But as a parent, it's okay to reach out and go, actually, I'm not really sure what's going on here. And to yeah. just get support for themselves as parents, because that's just as important because parents matter and, you know, their story is just as valid. And, you know, it, it kind of I mean, I feel that we haven't even touched the surface and there's so much I want to talk to you about. And I, I will get you back. <laughs> I don't care. Um, but, you know, even just talking about this, um, it's it's just trying to find awareness, find somewhere where people can go. Um, and, uh, you know, I'd like to talk more about signs as well at another point about how we try to um you know find as a parent you look what signs you're looking for what 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 is happening and and i know that you know it, it they are very keen to to just pull back so um tina i know that you're off to teach and so if anyone feels their child is in crisis there's always a and e you can take them to the doctors you know so there is crisis services that if you if you were really really concerned in a total crisis you know you can reach out to the police you can reach out to, to accident and emergency you can reach out to the hospital you can go take your child to the gp and, and just get them checked over you know so there are various various mechanisms that you can go out and reach out for help but i would suggest that if you are concerned about something reach out and just talk to someone and then they can hopefully signpost you in the right direction wherever you are no thank you and thank you very much tina uh, short and sweet on this one um but uh, we will be back thanks a lot thank you, you. thank you <laughs> bye For more information on the topic that you've just listened to, please visit my website www.vitality40plus.com. Thanks for listening.